2: Hello, welcome to In All Honesty, the podcast where we get real about life and all the problems that come with it. I'm Michelle Elman and I'm a five board accredited life coach, public speaker, author of The Joy of Being Selfish and Am I Ugly? And I'm passionate about teaching people how to communicate, heal the wounds from the past, feel your feelings and ultimately giving you the tools you need to change your own life. This is the space where you get your personal development needs met. And we talk about all things growth, self-awareness and communication with complexity and nuance. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then stick around because I think you're going to like it here. Welcome back to another episode. So this week we are talking about things that break intimacy, break connection, break trust in a relationship. Basically, the things that prevent the good stuff in our romantic and our platonic relationships from developing, the things I am unlearning at the moment and the things that I think I have made an active decision to not be that way because people in my past have been that way. And I looked at it and saw their behaviour and went, yeah, I choose different. And I actually think everyone in life kind of serves as that example. You look at the people in your life and you go, Yeah, that's a really nice way to be, and I want to be more like that. Or you can look at the people in your life and go, That felt awful when you did that. I never want to be that person. And as much as the latter sounds quite negative, I actually think it's just really great that you can learn from different people in all kinds of different ways. But also, I think I'm in an interesting phase in life at the moment. Uh, I just got a boyfriend uh, about a week ago. It's the first time I've had a boyfriend in seven years, so quite the adjustment. I also went away on a girls trip for the first time in a decade and I don't like group dynamics normally and so hanging out in a group has been different as well. So I've had a lot of new dynamics in my life. I've had different levels of friendship and all of this is I think why I'm starting to think about intimacy and connection and all the important things that we frankly did not have in the pandemic or the ones that were locked down alone didn't have. Like me, I struggled without that intimacy, without that connection. And I just think it's so human to need all of it. And I'm so glad they're coming back as lockdowns are lifting across the world and we are coming out of the pandemic, although we are definitely still in the pandemic. It's just... Trying to find our feet again and establish this new normal, and even that is a phrase I hope to never hear again. I literally was saying to a friend last night how I would really like to live in some precedent at times, and I'm kind of done with the unprecedented. And that's not even just talking about the pandemic, that's just my life right now. And I think that's where a lot of these life lessons are coming from is that because when you go through a lot of change, when you go through a lot of chaos and disruption, You do learn new things, so I'm definitely in a growth patch right now. And the first thing I am unlearning, or I unlearned a long time ago and actually didn't realize it was such an active decision, is to not make a big deal out of something that's already happened. If you've spilt red wine on the carpet, there is no point you lecturing someone about the spilt red wine because you can't undo it. You can't go into the past. And what essentially happens in a lot of situations like this is a person is already feeling guilty. They are already feeling shame and you are piling on that shame. Obviously, I'm not a parent, but I actually remember a parenting tip that I read somewhere. I have no clue where that if a kid already feels bad about something, you don't need to punish them because they're already punishing themselves. And I take that into life in general. I don't think it just applies to kids because if someone is already feeling guilty about what they've done to you you actually don't need to keep explaining why they made you feel bad they already know they made you feel bad and they're also feeling the guilt for it but the moment that brought it to my consciousness was a moment the other day where I had basically spilt tea everywhere and I'm very clumsy and this kind of stuff happens all the time in my apartment Honestly, my apartment is covered in stains because I'm a clumsy human and I've just given up caring. And by a certain point, I've lived in this flat for seven years. There are just so many stains and yes, I should clean them straight away. I'm just not that kind of person. And I really am not a superficial person, so I don't really care about material belonging. And as much as that makes me sound really spoilt and privileged, it's actually not that. It's just really believing material possessions are so unimportant. And that genuinely a sofa with a stain doesn't make it any less meaningful to me or any less useful. I sit on the sofa the same, all of these things. It's just not what I find important. And essentially what happened was I spilt a cup of tea everywhere. I spilt it on someone's shirt and I also spilt it on the sofa. So I took that person's shirt and was cleaning it up, putting vanish on it, and then when I came back to the sofa, I saw the tea stain and I was like, oh no, I should probably clean that up. Um, or I can just like, I'll do it tomorrow. And when I went to the toilet and I came back, there was a bigger wet stain. And so obviously I was like, well, what should happen here? And that person trying to be helpful had grabbed the vanish, which is only meant to be used on clothes and put it on the sofa. And I know from experience that that means that's gonna create a bigger stain because you shouldn't be putting vanish that's meant for clothes on the sofa and I specifically have a stain remover for the sofa. And I just chose in that moment not to say anything. The vanish is already on the sofa. It's already gonna create a stain. There's nothing I can actually do in this moment And all that's going to happen if I say something is that person is going to feel bad for attempting to help because I had said, leave it, I'll do it tomorrow. And it was their attempt at trying to be helpful. So why make someone feel bad for doing essentially a really nice, thoughtful, caring thing? And so I chose not to say anything. And I think The reason why things like that are really important to me is because there were moments in my childhood where I was already a very conscientious child. I was a child who already felt bad no matter what happened, whether it was because I insulted someone or because I spilt something. And any time I was punished for it or any time I was made to feel bad about it, I just felt worse about myself. So that is actually a big thing that I am trying to take away now is that If it's already happened, if you can't change it, then leave it. Acknowledge someone's intention and you don't actually need to say it. So I actually didn't say anything about it. I thanked them and was like, that's really helpful, mainly because that situation probably won't happen again. If that was a person or a situation where they're frequently in my apartment, And let's say there's a risk of them using the same Vanish again, I might tell them. But other than that, there was no need for it. And what actually would have happened was they would have felt bad for doing something good and it would have broken intimacy. The second
0: quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or
1: sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
2: thing is also about things you can't change but it's the kind of people who moan about something a situation that we are all in as if it's only affecting them and this was an example that came out of the fact that I was stuck in a six hour traffic jam yesterday with a friend and the journey was only meant to be two hours and it ended up being six and it was awful and it was boring and we could have sat there for the whole six hours complaining and moaning and talking about how boring it was but instead we just kind of chatted and sometimes existed in silence but so often as humans, we make ourselves suffer more than we need to. There is actually nothing you can do in that situation. And as much as you think this is the end of the world, the person behind you is just as annoyed. And especially when you're stuck at, in a traffic jam on the motorway. 99% of the reason why that is happening is because someone else has got into a car accident. So would you rather be the person in the traffic jam or would you rather be the person in the car accident? And I kind of see it that way. That like, you think you're having a bad day because you're stuck in a Six hour traffic jam. well, thank God you're not the one in the accident, like, and I don't think that always works with things, because I don't believe in comparing pain, and I also don't believe in belittling someone, because someone has it worse, But in this context, there's a differentiation between thinking you're the only person. We all know a person who is like this. When you get stuck in traffic, they will just make it miserable for everyone. You're all stuck in the car together. You can make it fun. And yes, you can't make it as fun as if you were outside of the car and being able to do whatever you want, but you don't need to make it miserable. And I was just so grateful being stuck in six hours of traffic that I wasn't stuck with a person who was gonna make it worse than it needed to be. And I think this is something I'm unlearning because there were people in my past who would just make it so much worse than it needed to be, and who also would think they're the only person in this situation, not realizing that by them moaning so much, they are impacting all the other people who are in the same situation. And it's not like we were saints, there were moments where we were complaining, but like we were having fun complaining, not miserable complaining. And if you've ever been stuck in a traffic jam with someone who just will not get off the topic, won't talk about anything else, will try to find a solution to a problem that they can't change and then moan about the fact that they can't change it. It is mind-numbingly boring and also so frustrating because the reality is if we weren't stuck in that car we'd have things to talk about. So why when we're suddenly stuck in that car do we have nothing to talk about other than the traffic? That's a mentality thing. Also there was another like pivotal mindset shift when we got out of the traffic and it had been six hours and not joking we drove past the longest traffic jam i've ever seen on the other side of the road that must have been at least i don't know 10 hours it was probably triple the length of what we had just sat through. And so it's always that perspective shift that you can have, but also the mindset of making the most of it and trying to make something fun that isn't fun. So we were playing stupid car games where the last letter of a uh, country we say the next country and, and games that we would have never played unless we were stuck in a car, but it wasn't the worst thing that we've ever gone through. And so instead of breaking intimacy, what it did was it gave us a memory that. I wouldn't say it was a good memory, but it's a funny memory we can look back on and we can say in years to come, do you remember that six hour journey where we started playing really ridiculous games and we had funny moments in and we couldn't stop laughing because we went past Turkey Cock Lane? Yes, that's an actual street name in England. Um, And we were so delirious by that point that we found it the most hilarious thing in the world. All because we were determined to not be miserable about something we couldn't change. The third thing that breaks intimacy that I'm unlearning because I have seen it on other people and I didn't like it is to not discourage people from doing things that you want more of. So it's the example of moaning that no one empties the dishwasher and then when you actually empty the dishwasher you tell them they're doing it wrong. And this always happens in intimate relationships. You say you want more of something but you only want it in the way you exactly want it if you want more of it, then you cannot critique how someone does it. And it's this nitpicking thing that is such a pet peeve of mine because you say you want the help, but then you want to control how it's done so much that the person who wanted to help out of good intentions now feels like whatever they do is not good enough. So why bother trying? So that's what happens when you continue to critique someone or you tell them what they're doing is not good enough. And so it could be someone emptying the dishwasher more, doing the laundry more, but it could also be intimate things. It can also be connection. Hey, I would love it if you can actually ask me how my day is. Hey, I would love it if you could give me hugs more. You know what I love? Forehead kisses. I would love forehead kisses. And then they go for a forehead kiss and you go, oh, not right now. That breaks intimacy. When you ask for something and then someone listens and gives that to you, take a moment and notice it and actually say, I really appreciated that thank you so much for example i asked recently of a person who's really bad with timing and scheduling to get better at doing it and so the next time when we were meeting up and they told me their train time I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. The next time they future planned with me and booked in our time together two weeks in advance, I said, thank you so much. I know you don't like planning into the future, so I really appreciate that. And that's going to make my life so much easier. Take a moment to acknowledge it, take a moment to thank them for it, because then what is the motivation to do it again? And now I'm going to hear people going, well, they should want to do it, they shouldn't be doing it for the thanks you know what? I might be really biased, especially because my highest value is appreciation. And so I really don't like it when I've done something, done something intentionally, trying to be caring, trying to be thoughtful, and someone doesn't say thank you. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I've still done it from a good place. It doesn't take away from the fact that I am caring about you and I am thinking of you and I'm trying to be thoughtful. And the need for thanks isn't actually a need. It's just a way to respect what you've done. It's a way to appreciate the person. To me, it's just gratitude. So yes, you can go down the rabbit hole of, yeah, but they should want to do it and nothing's gonna change and you're gonna break intimacy and you're going to break connection. Or you can just thank them. It's no skin off your nose to thank someone for the changes that you see in them. And if you actually thank them and notice when they make those changes, they'll want to make more changes because there's nothing worse when you've done something you've gone out of your way and the other person doesn't even notice and you thought it was such a big deal to them that you did this thing so you did something that was so unnatural to you something that you wouldn't have normally done but you did it for them and they haven't even taken a moment to just show their appreciation so again it's about that connection building it's that intimacy building and if you have so much pride that you can't say thank you you can't acknowledge someone's change you can keep that ego but then you're keeping that ego at the sacrifice of that connection of that intimacy and essentially it is ego and pride to not thank someone for the change that they're making to not um show your love and appreciation when someone is working so hard to build the relationship in a way that benefits both of you and all you have to say is thank you so in summary the three things that break intimacy is making a big deal out of something when it's already happening Number two, moaning about something that you can't change. And number three, discouraging something that you want more of. All these three things are not necessary. If you do any of these behaviors, this is your opportunity to change. This is why we bring it to your consciousness. You can only change when you know you do these things. And they are quite easy to change. All you have to do is catch yourself in the moment that you're doing them and choose something different. Say anything different, and we can all live a more connected and intimate life. <laughs> But in all seriousness, intimacy and connection are really hard things to come by. And so if you've got that in your life, it is a good point to notice when you could build that, when you can strengthen it and when you can appreciate it just a little bit more because not everyone has that. And I think that's something I very much learned within the pandemic. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could leave a review wherever you are listening to this and share it on social media. Tag me in so I can share it too. Come find me at Scar Not Scared on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. We do fun things on there like Q&A Mondays. And on Friday, we celebrate your boundary wins. So there's a whole community of people who want to grow and heal and are just like you and we are waiting to welcome you whenever you are ready. In the meantime, make sure to feel your feelings, set some boundaries, communicate in the way you want to be communicated with, ask for what you need, and I know sometimes you forget, but someone loves you and I'll speak to you next week.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands.